Good morning. Today I wanted to continue our discussion in talking about the fruit of the Spirit. We've already talked about love and joy and peace. We've talked about patience and kindness. And today I wanted to spend talking about some goodness and faithfulness. Goodness is a little bit difficult to describe, isn't it? Because we inherently know what it is. You, you just look at something, you know, it's good or it's bad. And what do we mean by those words? And um, how do they, how do they re uh, reflect the Spirit of God in our lives? If we're good, then the Spirit is at work within us and it's making us to be good. But what is that? And what I'd like to do is uh, to show you how we use that word. Uh, we use that word often when we're talking about the integrity of something. So if, uh, if, a, if a person is going to build a house and he's using wood and he looks at a piece of wood and he decides if it's good or not. And what does he mean if you say a piece of wood is good? It means that the thing has integrity. It might look on the outside like it's solid and that it's not spoiled or rotten or weakened in any way. But the question is, is it good all the way through? Or maybe like a rotting stump. It might look like a tree on the outside, but on the inside it's hollowed out and it's rotten. And because it's lost its integrity, it's no longer solid. And if you were to jump up on a branch and try to pull yourself up into a tree and that branch just comes right off in your hand, you are crashing to the ground because you know it's, it's rotten. The branch wasn't good. <laughs> it was bad and had gone bad. We, do, we use the same phrase when we're talking about food. We want to go to prepare food. You go to the fridge and you look around in there and you see something that looks pretty good. And then you ask, hey, when was this thing cooked? How old is this thing? Because it looks good. But if it's been sitting in there for a week, maybe that's not good anymore. And what do we mean by not good anymore? We mean that the integrity of this thing has been compromised. It is, and if we eat it, it's, it's, it's spoiled and it's going to make us sick. You know, good food strengthens us. Bad food makes us ill. And so good and bad, it has to do with the integrity of the thing. And as we think about our lives, do I have integrity? Another biblical word that we use for this is holiness. If something is holy, we, we use it for God. He's holy. It means he's set apart. But holy also means that something has integrity. It's good all the way through. And that means a bunch of things. I mean, we, there's all kinds of adjectives. Once you've decided something is good, you can decide that it's dependable. You can decide that it's useful. You can decide that it's helpful. If it's bad, then it's none of those things. I can't depend on it. I can't use it. It's not going to be of any help to me. And so as we look at the fruit of the Spirit, as, as God's Spirit works in our lives, and um, he, that fruit comes bubbling up to the top, one of the fruits of the Spirit is that we're good. And I know that we have a problem with this because we know we're not, right? 
there's there's all kinds of deception that happens around this issue and deception is bad why is it bad because well it's just like that piece of wood that's sitting there looking good but just beneath the surface is completely rotten and we look inside our inside of our own hearts and we know there's there's badness in there and so uh, and, and so we try to hide and it's exhausting you think about going all the way back to the very beginning Adam and Eve in the garden they commit the very first sin they eat the fruit when they've been told not to eat the fruit God walks into the garden and his first question is where are you why is he asking where where are they because they're hiding because they know they're not good anymore and when you're not good you have to hide so hiding and deception become a symptom of your not goodness of the badness that's in you and so that's really important it's a really important clue it's just like if your foot has pain in it you know there's something wrong with it and it means you need to adjust your behavior you need to to do something maybe you need to wrap it you need to to put it up maybe you need to put ice on it maybe you need to see a doctor um, but the pain it hurts and you don't like it but it's actually a good thing because if there was no pain well that's what happens to leprosy victims that's what happens to people with diabetes there's no pain and so they go on with their lives without doing anything to adjust or to see to the problem and then disaster you know they lose the foot altogether you know so pain is actually the body's way of telling you something's wrong deception is the same thing in your life deception is that spiritual pain you 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 didn't do the assignment you didn't do that thing for work or for school or for whatever purpose that you were supposed to have accomplished something and you didn't do it and your friend comes to you and says hey did you get that done and you say oh yes I did <laughs> and why did you say that because you didn't want him to know that you had made a commitment and not kept it because that would be admitting that you were bad but then in that in that deception where you say oh yeah I took care of that and then you run back to the house and you get the thing done before he finds out that not only did you not get the thing done but you, you lied to him about it so that's like doubly not good and now the inside of you doesn't have any integrity at all and you're not somebody who can be depended on depended upon and now that's disaster because the fruit of the Spirit is goodness and so if we're in touch with Jesus and he's and and that Spirit of God is moving in us then we're going to be good and let me encourage you that there's such incredible freedom in that we spend so much time and energy on projecting a false goodness we know that the integrity is not there there's all kinds of sin and gunk in our lives that we're trying to hide and what we need to do is to come out of the shadows to come out of the bushes and approach God and say yeah I'm not good and I'm, I'm totally messed up and and be transparent before him 
When we can be transparent before Almighty God, and then we can be transparent before others, we have energy we didn't know we had before. We exert so much energy into deception, into putting up a false front, a false face. And some of you listening to this might be thinking, oh man, wouldn't that be nice to not have to do that? But of course, I do have to do that. And let me just tell you, that's a lie. You don't have to put up a false face. And why? Because God already knows who you really are. He knows how much goodness is in you and how much bad. He loves you anyway. And we, as God's people, we are called to love others as God loves them. So as we find out that our friends and our neighbors have uh, sin in their lives, far from rejecting them and casting them out, which is what God has chosen not to do, he's chosen to redeem them and save them, just like he's chosen to redeem and save me. And so now, as God's people, we find out about sin in other people's lives, and we reach out, and we offer a healing hand. We offer prayer, and we offer forgiveness, and we offer life. So goodness is rewarded with life. Now, the world does not reward good, uh, this kind of honesty. The world is terrified of this kind of honesty. And if they say you being honest, they are going to punish you to the nth degree because Lord knows they don't want to be honest. So uh, this kind of goodness that leads to an honesty, that leads to a transparency where we live our lives open and free. If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And how many have you uh, have you, of you have felt the lie of that, where you're like, well, I went to Jesus and I go to church and I'm in relationship with all kinds of Christian people, but I still feel in bondage to sin. And the reason you feel in bondage to sin is because you have failed to embrace goodness and you have failed to embrace transparency. It's only in transparency that forces us to face the pain of the sin in our life leads us to repentance and allows the Spirit to impart His goodness to us. These are hard things. I'm not telling you something, uh, a, a fairy story, where they and they lived happily ever after. Not in the short run. In the short run, confess, confessing your sin is painful. And others may or may not receive it very well. The things that you fear upon being transparent may in fact come to pass. Others may reject you. Others may condemn you. You may, you may lose some things that you wanted to keep. But you will never gain the kingdom. You will never gain freedom. And you will never gain uh, the integrity of the Spirit of God at work in your life uh, fully in control without making those steps and moving towards transparency. So uh, I want to encourage you today to do this. And then I want to keep going in this idea and move towards faithfulness because 
it's not good enough just to be useful, but we have to be used. It's not good enough just to have integrity and to be good. We're going to take another step in a positive direction and say, uh, not only are you good just sitting there, but you're good getting up and walking down the street. And that leads to faithfulness. Faithfulness is obedience to God. And it's a loyalty that says, I will keep doing what you've asked me to do, no matter what the consequences are. When you have a faithful friend, it means that you can count on that person. When, when you're down, when you're needy, when you're up and you want to celebrate, no matter what happens, what happens, you know, that person that's faithful to you is going to be there in your life. And God has continually demonstrated faithfulness to us. He's always faithful. He's always there for us. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. And so if we're going to be like him and have his spirit dwelling in us and taking over us and, and, uh, and giving us that fruit, it means that we're going to be faithful people. It means we're going to be faithful to him. And almost all sin is an act of faithlessness. Almost all sin is when we look at the right path and we say, ooh, sorry, can't do that. For whatever reason, we believe going down the right path is not going to help us, and we go down the wrong path. And that's faithlessness, because we didn't believe that God could really come through. used to get this all the time when we'd talk about tithing. And, and people, good Christians who just loved Jesus and worshiped him on Sundays and did all kinds of things and witnessing and serving others. And you'd talk about tithing, giving 10% uh, of your income towards uh, the church. And people would say, oh, I can't do that. Well, you can do that because you're, you've got faith, but I don't have enough faith to do that. And I'm like, you, you can't just, you just can't you know, admit that to me. <laughs> How can you just say that out loud? You just say to me, oh, I just don't have enough faith. Like you're blaming it on you. But I just don't have enough faith is not blaming anything on you. You're blaming God. You're not, you're saying he's not faithful. If I give him 10%, I will, you will what? You'll go hungry you won't get the things that you need. He won't take care of you. Everybody who's tithed has given the, the firm, the firm witness that he is faithful. We've all done it. We've all gone forward. And on the day that it was difficult and on the day that it was tough, we've moved forward and we've said yes to the Lord. I'm going to do what you're asking me to do, even though there's going to be a cost. And we've all found him to be faithful. But somehow, yesterday's victory doesn't lead to tomorrow's confidence. Somehow, even though he's always been faithful, a problem hits us tomorrow, and tomorrow we're in doubt. And tomorrow we're considering that wrong road one more time. And my encouragement to you is to be faithful because he's faithful. This is such a hard thing for me to say because 
I know that I haven't always been transparent and therefore I haven't always been good. I know that there's things in my life that I'm really glad you don't know. And in as much as that's true, I'm, I, I lack integrity. And in as much as that's true, I'm not being faithful. I'm not being a faithful ambassador for my Lord and I'm not being faithful to you. These things are painful for me and I need to get up every morning and confess them and then move in faith. And we talked about uh, patience the other day and we, and we discussed how uh, some people would talk about, you know, whether they want to pray for patience or not. Praying for faithfulness is very much the same way. You know, if you pray for patience, God will give you opportunities to be patient. Or as I've said, the world's going to provide those whether you pray for them or not. It's really the same thing with faithfulness. There's going to be opportunities for you to move in faith. There's going to be opportunities for you to serve others when it doesn't make sense to serve them. There's going to be opportunities for you to move beyond your comfort zone. There's going to be opportunities for you to assess your own talents, your own gifts, your own abilities, and then say, but I think the Lord's asking me to do this other thing, <laughs> which I'm not talented or gifted to do, but he wants, but nobody else is going to do it. And so I'm going to step forward and do it because he's asking me to. And then what happens? What happens is he's faithful. And the thing that you didn't think could be accomplished gets accomplished. And sometimes there's pain and sometimes there's suffering and sometimes there's difficulty. That's always true. But I put it to you, it's true whether you move in faith or not. If you sit back and try to live a safe life, at the end of your life, you will die. <laughs> No matter how many, how healthy you have been or how careful you have been, no matter your diet, your exercise, or your lifestyle, we will all stand before his throne of judgment after death. So, I ask you, then why not be faithful? Take the risk. Do what he's asking you to do. Be transparent. Open yourself up to criticism and to judgment. And in that, allow it to make you to be a person of integrity, a person who can be trusted, a person who is faithful. It isn't something you have in you. Our father, Adam, lost that. And we cannot recover it by ourselves. It is only by looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, that he then gives us more and more of the Holy Spirit that fills up our lives. And as we walk in him, as we are crucified with Christ and we raise to walk in newness of life, then we can demonstrate integrity. We can demonstrate goodness and we can be faithful. May God richly bless you today as you continue on your journey to become more like him.